What's good, everybody? Welcome into the Early Edge PGA Tour style. Powered, as always, by Sportsline. We do it every single week because we believe that golf deserves its own show. And we've got our own expert. He's the host of the First Cut Podcast. Let's bring him in right now. You know him, at Rick Run Good on social media. He is Rick G. Rick, this is one of the most unique events on tour, the Zurich Classic, four years ago. They change it to a team format, and I think players really look forward to it. Uh, I think so, too. This is the only official team format that we get on the PGA Tour. Obviously, we have Ryder Cups. We have President's Cups where we see guys play together. But this is the one where everybody gets to partner up with someone they like, someone they think might help them win, or in some cases, random draw when we get down <laughs> to the bottom of this pool. So it's 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 a lot of fun because they really are going to have to vibe together. There's going to have to be a lot of uh, both a physical side of it and a mental side of it so it's, it's pretty cool to see over four days and it does make handicapping uh, a little bit more difficult for people yes. to know how how uh <laughs> this comes across the top 80 players as far as priority ranking uh in the tournament get to pick their their partners and then it just goes down and down that's why you're going to see some like a, a rom and a palmer they're the defending champions from 2019 and then you're going to see guys that make no sense together whatsoever but maybe they'll have a magical week because fedex cup uh rankings points they're all split in half kind of take people through quickly what they can expect this week at tpc's louisiana Sure. So there is, you know, golf handicapping in general, incredibly difficult trying to do it in a team format, even more so because they're going to alternate rounds from four ball to four sums. And what that means is four ball. That's the first and third rounds is that everybody plays their own ball. And coach, if you and I were partners and you made a birdie and I made a par, our team would take your birdie. Uh, that's how it works. That's our score for the hole. And then in the four sums, that is alternate shot. Uh, coach, you'd hit our first shot i would hit our second you'd hit our third and i'd hit the fourth until we have a score for that hole so they really are going to rely on each other especially in the second and fourth rounds and those first and third rounds are going to be super low scores we have seen teams threaten routinely to shoot 59 in this event so it's going to be a lot of birdies out there it certainly is and i tell you what i am ready for it i really enjoy this uh particular uh kind of golf and i know a lot of players too so let's jump right in to your board for the week and we tell people all the time if they watch us here at the early edge of the first cut your meat and potatoes where you're gonna make your money is gonna be head-to-head matchups and not props we can't emphasize that enough so give me two head-to-head matchups this week that you really like yeah, so I'm going to start with John Rahm and Ryan Palmer over Patrick Cantlay and Xander Shoffley. Rahm and Palmer, they are the team to beat. They're our defending champions. I didn't like the outright number, but I wanted to get exposure to them. So I went with a, a head-to-head matchup over Cantlay and Shoffley. And Palmer, he has made more money at this event than any other golfer since they have changed the format because he has not only won this event in 2019 with John Rahm, he also finished fourth here with Jordan Spieth in 2017. And now this is the best version we've ever seen of Ryan Palmer. This is just a really good spot for him. And Patrick Cantlay, uh, we know, has struggled in his last couple of weeks. He'll try to rekindle some of that magic with Xander Shoffley, but I don't I don't like that as much. I'll take the Ram and Palmer side. And then I'm going to go with Brendan Steele and Keegan Bradley to beat Jason Kokrak and Pat Perez. This, to me, the, the uh, Steele-Keegan side of it, these are two great ball strikers. They know uh, they're not historically great putters, but Steele recently has been better with the flat stick. He has gained strokes putting in his last three starts. I'm thinking if they can marry those two things together, they can make a lot of noise in this event and they can dispatch Kokrak and Perez. 
Yeah, I like both of those plays. To your point, to back you up on the number you talked about, as of Tuesday morning, the day that we are taping this show, they were plus 750 going back to Raman Palmer, and we're getting minus 125 here and just a head-to-head. That's incredible value based off of their win uh, number. Don't play them to win. Can't tell you that enough. There's yeah, no value plus 750. Come on. All right, let's go to top 10s uh, because there is some value here. Give me two top 10s, uh, Rick, that you really like. Yeah, Dylan Fratelli is going to partner up with Kevin Streelman here, and this could not be a better combination of what of what we call poppers, guys that, yeah, they're going to miss the cut a lot. They're going to, you know, finish 60th or whatever, but they pop up and finish inside the top 10 often. Dylan Fratelli did it at the November version of the Masters. He played well at the Players' Championship. Kevin Streelman has made a career out of top 10s. Like, that's how he's kept his card for as long as is a handful of times every year. He finishes top five. He finishes runner-up. He puts himself on top of the leaderboard. So I like that volatility. And I like the plus 350 that I get on those two to finish inside the top 10. And then a little bit further uh, for five to one on my money, I like Matthew Neesmith and Chase Seifert. Seifert has now made five consecutive cuts on the PGA Tour. He had a T3 at the Honda Classic a couple of starts ago. And Matthew Neesmith is the seventh ranked approach player on the PGA Tour. And anytime you get a golfer this far down the board with one elite skill set, and that elite skill set is one of the most important skill sets that we have on a weekly basis. I think you got to take it. This is a pretty good pair of Neesmith and Seifert. I can say this, and I think you're going to agree with me, Rick, that we're not going to look at strokes gained around the green this week as a vital statistic. Because if you're high in that, that means you probably missed the cut. You can't be chipping, especially in the four balls. Am I right? If you're if you're making par, coach, you are way out of this thing. You got to be making birdies. You got to hit greens. You got to have as many looks at, at birdie as possible. Well, let's talk about two teams that have the potential to be there come Sunday afternoon, raising that trophy and splitting those 800 FedEx Cup points. Who do you like? I'm going to start with Max Homa and Taylor Gooch. They're 33 to one over at William Hill. And this is a team that crosses off all the boxes for me. Uh, not only are, do they play well, Gooch is a very underrated iron player and Homa uh, won at Riviera. He played well after that. We know all of that. These guys are great friends. And that's part of this too. Homa actually attributed a lot of his Sunday rounds at his victory at Riviera to Gooch. They were able to walk together and chat and keep his mind off of the task at hand, which was him trying to win uh, the biggest tournament uh, in his career. That's his major championship. He's a hometown kid. So I really like this group, uh, not only from a mental side, but from a physical side, they're 33 to one. And then the one I can't keep my eyes off of it's Terrell Hatton and Danny Willett. They're, they're 25 to one and Hatton has proven uh, over the last couple of months, he can put two of the best rounds of the week together, but he can't follow it up with the other two. And I'm wondering if Danny Willett, who is a much more solid, steady golfer, you know, can can kind of keep the wheels on when Hatton makes his bogeys uh, because it's going to happen. But if if Willett's there to make par and they can move on, give give Hatton another crack at at making a, a low number. I think this is a team that could work really well together. They just played together at the RBC Heritage. They're very comfortable with one another. This is a lot of upside from from Terrell Hatton. This is one of the groups that really kind of jumped off the page to me. So I loved when I saw it on your board for the week because uh, I watched a lot of Denny Willett last week, and he really has his game back together. So, uh, And you know what kind of a fan I am of Hatton, so you don't have to sell me on this at all. All right, we are up against it. Grab your paper, grab your pencil. Here is the recap for Rick G. Zurich Classic Picks in his matchups. You like John Rom, Ryan Palmer. 
Uh, can't believe it's only one fourteen over Cantlay and Jender Shoffley, and then Brendan Steele, Keegan Bradley, great iron players over Kokrak and Perez. That's also minus one fourteen. And then a couple of props here: top tens, Dylan Fratelli and Kevin Streelman, top ten plus three fifty for them. Matthew Neesmith, Chase Seifert, also top tens plus five hundred. Then to win, remember what do we say? Let's just sprinkle a little yeah. bit here. Max Homa, Taylor Gooch plus thirty three hundred, and Terrell Hatton and Denny Willett to win plus twenty five hundred. Oh, it's one of my favorite times of the week. You've got your marching orders. Let's take every single ticket straight. Well, there's two winning tickets. So five of the six straight <laughs> to the pay window <laughs> for Rick Rungood. Rick G and the jeweler who puts it all together. I am the coach. We grind and we grind for you. Good luck this week. This is the only place for your daily early edge. <laughs>